Hello, and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Friday, July 16th. In this episode, we are joined by our good friend, Mr. Chari Bayanker. Yes, that Chari, who's always been our third man, but we haven't discussed. We'll discuss the Fantasy Premier League and how he dragged Laurent's sorry ass to a league title last season. I still drafted Jared Bowen. Fuck off. Uh, sleepers for 2021-22. Perhaps some Brentford lads. Oh, even Tony, my guy. But first, the transfer market is finally picking up. Mike, what new friends do you hope to make this Premier League season? Well, we've already we've already made a few, right? Um, Jaden Sancho has officially, I think, uh, cemented the move to Manchester United. I'm really excited to see him. I know you're probably not because he's going to be wearing the Reds. Um, but some kind of center back in North London would be wonderful. From what I understand, uh, Jules Koundé, I think that's how you say it, um, from Sevilla, has rejected Spurs. They're like, you don't matter. Uh, and Milan Skriniar also spurs top target last year that levy wouldn't sign also said thanks but no thanks so i have no idea i mean everybody else after that i'm like not that enthralled with but i want to make friends with the center back and and in a lily white shirt that's really where i'm focused first there's gonna be a lot going on we're gonna cover it a lot in the next 30 days or so before the season um sure but let's kick it to your friend and mine (laughs) the chari man the chaza he's here He's on the Whoa, show. Welcome. Chazza, Chazza, Chazza. Wait. The, the fake column on the inside behind enemy lines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you noticed uh, Mike and I both have fake stadiums that maybe Mike has been to his. I don't even know which one mine is. It's some stadium nondescript from a country of unknown origin. Uh, I do have the Richmond AFC shirt. So it, this isn't real. It's literally just painted on. It'll probably wash off after I wash it once, but. Uh, it's the fake team that plays at Crystal Palace uh, from uh, Ted Lasso. So there's that. But Chaz, you are always up on transfers. For some reason, I'll bring up a player. He'll be like, oh, yeah, he's real quality. He's good on the ball. I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> you, you just you got to learn a little bit about a lot. And I know a little bit about a lot. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> we have to We have to do origin stories. All right, Chaz. How do you know us? Why are we all connected? What shithole did we all work at and die together at? Uh, you know, I was hoping you'd bring this up because I actually I have, I have a good story. I wanted to test your, your memory. <gasps> so when I when you guys interviewed me at Tops, we talked oh. about a very crappy shit English football player. Do you remember the run, who said player was? If it's not George Boyd, then it's nobody. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It was not George Boyd. It was oh, your, favorite, your favorite center back, Richard Dunn. Hey! <laughs> the all-time leader in red cards and own goals in the Premier League. Yes, I remember thinking, yeah. I interviewed a top speed dog. All we talked about was Richard Dunn for a half an hour. That was like the twilight zone. Did I talk about Richard Dunn? I didn't even know anything about Richard you Dunn. You were a nightmare. You were a nightmare to interview with. I hated it. I, I, you know who I killed? Ian, shout out. One day Ian will be on the show and his face will be bigger than his old face. I hammered him so bad. Because he knew Bramwich loved him anyway. No, no, no. Because he was like, oh, yeah, I do social media, blah, blah. I'm social, social. I'm like, yeah, I know. It doesn't drive any traffic, so it's kind of pointless, really. (laughs) I was right until we found a YouTuber. Anyway, 
Chari, who are you excited about in the transfer window that could come to the Premier League? It seems like there are two leagues of the top five that are literally on fire. So France is falling apart. They have a broken TV deal that they had a deal. Now Canal Plus owns it, but they're basically falling apart because BN fell apart because of the pandemic. And Spain apparently has a salary cap that nobody knew about that apparently they're enforcing all of a sudden. So do we see a mass exodus to England where literally all the best players in the world go to England? Well, I mean, it's, it seems like what's going to happen is all the teams that wanted their big money signings, they've kind of done their business, right? We knew the Sancho signing was in was in the mix. We knew that was going to happen. I feel like from now to the season, or even from when the season starts to when the transfer window closes, you're going to see this crazy rush of, of deals, right? Like nothing's in the mix now. And all of a sudden you'll see like, oh, these 10 teams sign guys. I think it's just going to be like a crazy mad dash. You know, yeah. we're going to do your business soon. I like to do my business early. You know, the teams that do their deals in June, July, those are the teams that, that get their guys bedded in and do better. I hate the last minute shit. I hate it so yeah. much. Mike, Mike, well, who, do you, who, have you, who do you need? Who do you need for Spurs? No, seriously, I, I mentioned in the open a center back badly. Although I am really, really in love with the idea of Danny Ings as the striker up top. I we tweeted it a few times over the course uh, of the last week or so. Having what well, we've we've talked about it all the time. Harry Kane dropping deep and having Ings be that guy that stays up there. I think that that could be really, really interesting. Big if if he can stay healthy, of course. Um, but I think that he could be a sneaky smart signing. But again, realistically, if Spurs don't sign a center back with with any sort of talent they're they're going to be mid table again so i'm really not too concerned yeah, see, with that but so so the the thing to me with uh with with uh with with Danny Ings and Spurs i just don't think you'll get Ings and Kane it'll be they'll get Ings if they lose and Kane. They'll sell Kane yeah yeah <laughs> you won't get both at the same time I mean, yeah. no i think that's fair up to a full season now what's that do you think you can Ings can play a full season without getting hurt I yes know. but I, I mean well the weird thing is my definition of a full season and Southampton's definition of a full season are two totally different things. Cause when you said that, I went, yeah, he only has to play once a week. And I'm like, no shit. Wait, that's a full season for Southampton. Right. Right. That, that's sort of the, exactly. the, uh, the bonus of this Europa conference nonsense is that Kane's not going to play twice a week. All of our top players are, are not going to play. And you're going to have, let's say Deli Ali is going to get every opportunity to prove himself. Here's the thing that I worry about. Nuno, the first season with Wolves, he played 11 guys. They played every week. No one else played. And mm-hmm. that's what Mourinho did with Spurs. If he's going to try and do that again because there's a quality and depth problem, you're going to run into the same problems again unless, you know, there's depth. I think the issue with Spurs is depth, right? Like Kane shouldn't be playing 37 games in a, or shouldn't be playing 50 games a year. He should no. be playing 30 in the Prem and then the big games, and you shouldn't be having problems in the fucking Europa Conference until way down the no, line. I, I thought, thought that no, was we, the issue. No, we right, shouldn't right? have any but, problems, right? But uh, no, I think that you won't see him in those conference games, just like you didn't see him in the Europa League group stage early on. Do you need him in the in the FA Cup until February? No, right? So, I mean, I would use him through, again, through Christmas. Where you really have to get smart, though, is in the holiday period, right? You can't yeah. play him... I don't care how many, what the number is at the end of the season, but uh, I agree it's not 38. But at the same time, you have to say, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're playing six games between December 17th and January 1st. Maybe he's not going to play six games. We're, we're, all going to, we're, we're all going to Brentford on the 28th to see City play. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the just, rumor. 
Right? That's I'm I'm going. I've just I'm I'm like never done anything crazy like this. I'm taking Aveline. I'm going to fucking England at Christmas. Excellent. I'm gonna drag her around, and if I lose her in a crowd, I'll just cry for the next thirty years like it's Hillsboro. <laughs> <laughs> So and, then bring it up in, and bring it up in the press all the time. All and the time. something happens, like it's Justice the worst for thing the ever happened. Who, who, you know what? They died. Big deal. Come at me, Liverpool, you fucking scouse cunts. Anyway. Oh, um, <laughs> no more. They, they covered show, it Charlie. up. So they covered it up. It's, it's not a big deal. Um, um, uh, but we do we do have on the agenda, uh, Chari, tell, tell the world how crap I am as a co-manager of a fantasy uh, for Premier League team that we're starting this week uh, and you can get a hold of from our from inside our group here. Uh, you, we're, we're advertising for our fantasy league. It's right over here. There it is. Mike's, Mike's getting ready. So ready. I don't That's even know how game. to get to it yet. Um, you know, we're already it's fighting about it. it. It's been in the same place for the last three years. Get to yeah, I, yeah, still, I, I, do I need a new team? I don't know what's happening. It's all set uh, up, Leron. It's exactly the, Mike, the same, Should but... I get relegated? You can relegate me. I'll go to the so, relegation. So there's zone. a couple of changes this year, right? So we added a few different folks. Um, we went from a 10-team league last year to eight. Uh, and we had, I we love the championship. I'm happy to be relegated. So there's a chance that if <laughs> – No, no, oh, no. I'll start relegated. I'll just I was going to If you were on your own, you'd be relegated, right? So uh, we're going to do two up, two down. And just like the championship, the first place team is going to get an automatic bid. And then second through fifth are going to play in a promotion playoff, which I think is what going to be so fun. What I'm fun. saying is, is I'll volunteer to be in the lower league. No, no, but that's okay because it's more fun having you. Me get with, relegated. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Chari will never let that happen, right? Because he's a bit no, of a No, no, I'm getting my own team. We're splitting up like, like whoa, um, whoa, whoa. Listen, no, man. no, it's, this is it. This is it. It's like uh, Taylor. This is breaking news. Yeah, this is breaking news. It's like a. Uh, Oh God! Well, who's the forest manager from the '70s? The famous one who won the European Cup twice. Yeah, it's like Taylor and Clough. I'm gonna. Charlie's gonna split. He's gonna get leads and only last 19 days. While I'm down in Brighton with my team doing well, we come back together as 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 Nottingham Forest and uh, rise again. Uh, by the way, this is all covered in the film Damned United. Uh, if you want to know where the references come from, uh, but yeah, famous, famous Brian Clough, really drunk towards the end. He looked like death. That last interview with him, where he's got spots all over his face and his green sweater is falling apart. He's not well, uh, but it's a, it's a great movie and it's always worth hearing Brian Clough talk old school football. Anyway, random, random stuff. Uh, so just to, to wrap up last year, right? I went 30 and six and I had a semifinal matchup with a plucky underdog aptly named just a shit Mike Salerno and when when Joao Cancelo made the oh most reckless ridiculous pullback challenge I don't even remember who it was on I think it was against Brighton which makes it worse <laughs> it probably was <laughs> these two schlubs snuck past me well I should say Chari and this schlub snuck past me and into the final and they became champions and and were a worthy champion at that don't be wrong but to say that I'm still a little bit salty might be accurate. Um, we, we've been riding Mo Salah and, and Mane like two fucking privileged people who shouldn't be using Africans the way that they do. These two people <laughs> came over on boats, on migrant boats, landed in Salerno, and we've been dragging them through Southern <laughs> Europe, and they've had to work in kitchens, and now they're Premier League footballers, and we have ridden them like Europeans have been riding the free labor of the migrants from the rest of Europe. 
Hey man, you need to give a shout out to Ruben Diaz. That that guy was our signing of the season too. It's crazy yeah. on fantasy. You gotta have a dope defender. You gotta get the clean sheets. You gotta do yep. dirty work. It was the mm-hmm. key. Did I, I did play. I draft him or did we pick him no, up? No, you didn't draft him. <laughs> what about Jared Bowen? My guy. Well, My that's guy, the thing, Jared is that like Bowen. I've seen over the years, like you actually draft pretty well. And then you stop like either you forget your password or whatever. And then like so it's Chari's. Like so, he, he he does set you up, Charlie, with like a decent like a couple of sleepers. You were the first one on Timu Puki a few years ago. Um, you had Jared Bowen, like you said. Like we're gonna you've get got Pookie back. You got one or back. two, right? You've got one or two. Like everybody else, like I, where the fuck did that? What, guy I, come what from? I really am is a championship manager. I'm really Steve right. Bruce. I'm really well. Sam Allardyce is beyond my level. I'm really Steve Bruce. I'm Steve Koppel. I'm that level. I'm crap British management. Right. I yep. can get I can keep you in the league every third year. You know, I'm really just a I'm really just a crap Alan Pardew. I think oh, that's I really where I'm at. Yeah. Right. I do the dance. I was going to say you when, when, when I take the, when I take the early lead, I do the dance and then I get blown <laughs> out. in the second half. <laughs> By the way, folks, I am throwing every Premier League trope uh, from the last five to ten years into this thing of managers and whatever. One of the things, Cherry, I don't know if you listen to every episode as I mispronounce your name after knowing you for 15 years, Cherry, uh, <laughs> like <That's> Harry, <laughs> is uh, we try and like bring cultural pieces of sport up and, and, and juxtapose American culture with our culture and all these things. One of the things that came up that was really interesting was, and I'm going off the board, the Euros had were the highest rated uh, uh, soccer event aside from the World Cup. The biggest ratings they've had in, I think, four or five different Euros or ever, probably at this point. What yep. do you think attributes to that? Is it just England? Is it just the timer? I mean, like the final got bigger ratings than the NBA Finals. Now, there's two crap teams in the NBA Finals. In the U.S., the you're Finals. saying? In the U.S., sure. Oh, in yeah. England, it was it destroyed the universe. They had well, I was say, like more, over half the country. Yeah, sixty-five percent yeah. of the country was. Well, watching I mean, it, yeah. the Euros is the second most watched international tournament worldwide, right? Sure. That's just clear. And I mean, by the way, yeah, go ahead. So you guys know how it is. The U.S. isn't we're an event-based sports culture, right? Everybody watches the Super Bowl because it's the thing to do, and everybody watches it. I feel like the finals of major tournaments now for soccer, Euros, and World Cup are becoming like an event. Everybody watches it, so we have to watch it, you know. And I do think having England in the tournament is part of like that cultural Italy, where the the American person's like, oh yeah, it's coming home. Like all these British accounts that I follow, or all these British people, like they're talking about that. Oh, what the hell does that mean? And you kind of learn about it. And when you learn about it, it kind of sucks you in. Oh, that team is in the final. I gotta watch. I yeah. I do. So my theory is more. And Mike, you, you, after I finish this, you can you can jump in. Is yeah. I think the floor is being raised more. Right, like sure. people like you and I, people like Mike, someone from Chopped Sports Network. I feel like they're sort of like their ears to it, and if we can keep making it interesting, they'll be like, you know what? Why the f- what the fuck is wrong with those guys? Why are they so that you? It's it's when you the thing is with with soccer. I feel like it's very much a you bring people in thing. Like it's inclusive, uh-huh. not in not inclusive in the woke way. It's literally like come with me to this thing. It's fucking cool, right? Like I take people to see San Diego Loyal games. I've almost got Lisa to be like my wife, to almost be there. She wears a loyal shirt. Someone on the street was like, oh, did you watch the loyal game yesterday? And she was like, oh, uh, 
no, but <laughs> I wasn't, yes, I wasn't ready I, for a follow up question. I wasn't ready for a, a quiz, but yeah. it's an inclusive thing that grows slowly. And when there's yeah. a bigger event, the top raises, right? So the, the floor is raising slowly but surely, and that's hardcore. But when those big events come in, those ancillary people join into the whole fray. So yes. that's my theory on it, but I could be. So off. there's one there's one important element to this, and it's why it's not the same for Copa America, right? Um, it's it's a free spot in the sports budget, right? Copa America is playing at seven and eight p.m. Eastern time. You, you've got other priorities. You've got baseball, basketball, hockey, all the other traditional American sports, but football and 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 in the Premier League generally is weekend af- afternoons and mornings, right? So that's easy. And these big events are early afternoon for the most part. How easy is it to on the East Coast to take your lunch and be like, oh, shit, you know what? That game was actually super fun. Uh, fuck work. I'm going to watch the second half, right? Like, So that's kind of where I think you've, you've got that perfect storm where it's it's not – and it's another reason in addition to the quality and all that stuff why I'll never get into MLS. I have 10 different things I could be doing before I'm watching an MLS game. Whereas I'll spend all morning and half of the afternoon watching Premier League. And I'm like, no, nope, I'm good. But, but, with, but the thing with MLS, and I think this is where it lives, is if you have a good experience and it's fun, like soccer games as an attending thing to do is yes. oh, fantastic. Yep. Right. So even if you go, if you're in New York, I mean, I'm sure you don't go to Orlando games, but you could go and it would be fun. Oh, absolutely. I've had yeah. literally anytime somebody sees me wearing a Tottenham shirt, which by the way, I'm wearing right now from World Soccer Shop, our good friends there. Um, plug. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I oh, mean, wait. it's anytime I'm wearing anything Premier League really like, oh, do you go like do you watch Orlando City? I'm like, nah, no, no, thank you. <laughs> like I I'm and I'm sure, like you're right. I've never been there, but it does look like it's a super fun time and all that stuff, and they don't take themselves too seriously, and it's fine, but there it is. Um, it's Sorry, just, you, should, you should go. They're good. No, I know. That's what I mean. Like, I, I don't want to, <laughs> you know, um, that's kind of where it, it, it comes down for me where, um, I, I, am not, I don't mean to, to downplay or, or reduce the value of it for anybody else who enjoys it. I'm just like, Hey, you know, it's kind of, kind of not my thing. Um, but where, and whereas I'd rather watch, Premier League Serie A, which my new Salernitana in it, or Salernitana, I'm still working on that part. Um, you know, there's just, it's easier, right? Even with college football at noon on Saturdays, I find an ability to kind of juggle them for like that big 1230 game. So I don't know. I think that's a, a, a tremendous factor in the growth, at least of the Premier League in the U.S. And hopefully, you know, it's a, it's helping grow the sport in general. The weird thing, though, I've found is that it's, it's it's sort of likened to like you know the the old trope about like the Stanley Cup. Follow the Stanley Cup. Twenty years later, you're going to have a couple of like first round picks, basically, right? Because they're going to grow up with that culture and all that stuff. I feel like we're fifteen or so years away still because basically everybody who's been affected is Laurent's. You know, like we're, you're going to the San Diego Loyal game. I'm going to the bars in the city. Like so, it's like nobody's asking us to be on the U.S. national team, right? So sport, uh, so sport just takes – I think sport to grow just takes a really, really long time. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I, and I learned that, you know, just from City, right? Like City's in the Champions League. It's season 10, and we needed to go through every fucking hurdle and hit our face on it. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. And that's one thing that all the coaches say, you know, like you got to suffer. You've got to lose. You've got to lose. You've got to lose. And because of the nature of football where we don't have the real free agency where you keep your guys. If you want to keep your same fucking 11 guys for 10 years, yep. you can. It's nice. <laughs> and, you know, the team grows as its own. Chaz, 
you have to declare uh, fandom. We are saying that you're Arsenal. You have to either accept or deny. Listen, I <laughs> as, as part of my gift card to World Soccer Shop for finishing third in the Euros prediction tournament. I got oh, damn. I got some Arsenal gear. Don't worry. There you go. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> got it on sale, too. Thank you, World Soccer Shop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, uh, I made my decision to support them. I don't think I have, like, the same, like, fervor and passion as you guys do for, for Spurs and City, but – I try to watch every game. I try to catch what's going then, on. Then you're right where we are. We're just idiots. You have a you're more level headed. You need to listen yeah. to the Russell Brand uh, why we listen why we watch soccer video. So it'll make you feel cerebral and connected to the earth and like, tap into your natural Indian self. So where you're connected to the earth, the Taj Mahal, everything's inside your heart. Your chakras, <laughs> your chakras are together. They're mm-hmm. aligned, and Arsenal football will come into your heart, and you'll feel good about it. Except they fucking you won't. shit. They're yeah, so bad. Oh, it's, I would. It's, we it's, love Tari. We would bad. never ask him to do that. Although I have, I have a. You're, I, we're gonna do previews all the way. But let me give you your hot take. Arsenal's good. They're gonna be much better. Okay. Be worse. They were. They were third in the league in goals against. And defense is what makes your team good. They just have to not have Aubameyang be awful, and they'll be fine. Yeah, I, mean, I, do, I do think they found something at the end of last year with Smith Rowe, and and I feel yeah. like I've always said this: like it's easier to bring fans in, it's easier to get the support when you have academy guys. So I think them pushing him and Saka, and maybe if they keep some of the other guys, they send on loan like Lock. And is Martinelli something. sticking around? Because he scared me a little bit. That dude's I think good. so. As far as I know, I feel I feel yeah. like Arsenal is not really going doing much. Like a few minor moves here and there, but I haven't really seen anything too big for them yeah. in the window. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so you mentioned coming in third uh, with the World Soccer Shop purchase, all that stuff. Who were some of your players in the tournament? Because you had us actually on on alert. Some of the guys that we talked about on the show, we we're like, um, Chari said that guy was going to be good. So, uh, the Isak from Sweden. I was, I was on that shit, man. You're full of shit, <laughs> Isak. You gave me Isak on a plate, and I went. I watched him once, and I went, "Oh, Chari's on something." Holy shit. Uh, so, who were <laughs> yeah. some of the guys looking back? that you were surprised by? I mean, I'm a little surprised that Patrick Schick finished tied for the Golden Boot because he had a okay to good year with Bayer Leverkusen, right? I think he scored like mm-hmm. seven or eight goals in the league, played in a bunch of games, but never showed like the full quality that he that he showed at the Euros. Um, one guy I was surprised about was the guy who never would have played uh, Damsgaard, right? Who replaced Christian Eriksen. Right. Yeah. But Fucking when you, legend. Yeah, but when you, when you dig deeper, you see like played in Serie A, pretty much played every league game, scored a few goals, but he just it wouldn't have had an opportunity had mm-hmm. had that you know thing not happened with Ericsson. He not had a uh, when he had a heart attack and almost died on the field. Yeah, yeah that, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah, keep bringing that one up. That problem <laughs> that happened. But uh, yeah, and I mean pretty much everyone on Italy, right? Donnarumma. Great goalie ball, sudden player of the tournament, Spinazzola, amazing. I feel like Roberto Mancini touched, like he kissed them all. They must have touched like some Jesus somewhere because every single guy looked really good for the whole Touch team. him somewhere, for sure. <laughs> well, you, well, you know how, you know how well, let's, let, let the Mancini expert uh, get, chime in. He comes, from it, he comes from Italy to manage Man City, Mancini. Whoa. Uh, what he is is a complete maniacal asshole who takes a shit on all his players and he just browbeats them into being awesome. Now, granted, he does have a pedigree, but what he has is like he's like a men- I hate to use it, mentality monster is terrible, but he pushes them hard and will fuck guys over. And he's like, We're coming to practice. You're practicing. Famously, a guy 
uh, it was um, Boateng when he was first on City. He had just come in. They just bought him. Forgotten that Boateng was at City. And we were just like one of the 47,000, 40 million euro center backs that we ditched. There's like seven of them. Uh, any, Nastasic, anyone? Anywhere? Uh, <laughs> oh, Mangala. Mangala. Anyway, so oh he, God. so apparently uh, Boateng has a kid and he's like a day old. And uh, uh, Mancini's like, you got to come. We need you to play Sunday, today. You got to come back right now. He, he flies back and benches him in the game. <laughs> like, he's just like fucking <laughs> savage. And then like uh, Neda Machoa, and Neda Manua, I think, has been on City, uh, is on ESPN FC. I know I shouldn't watch it, but I need I need he's good. He's a good analyst. He's a good analyst. He's good, and he just killed, like City. He just he just annihilated him. He just like <laughs> Mancini was just like he sent me to play with the kids. Didn't talk to me. Made me show up to things and just totally nagged me. He's just like if you don't have the talent to be the guy who's going to be part of this team, he gives you nothing. Right. And then the other famous one is during the ninety three twenty QPR game. Apparently the entire game. He's just cursing at the players. Just like, what the <laughs> fuck? You He's just going, just hammering them the whole game, the whole time. That's all he does. So he's tough. And I think he would burn out in a club side, which he tends to do. Uh, I have Wigan to show for that. You fuck. FA Cup 2014. There was a bunch of McCarthy's. I McNulty's remember. <laughs> I'm I just, so angry. I'm never going to forget how just dejected you were that day. I think it was the first time I've seen a grown man cry in like 10 years. It was no, so it was, enjoyable was, for me. It was, no, it, wasn't it was on a Saturday. We wouldn't have been together. No, what, what am I thinking of when you were in the office just devastated? Was that the Barcelona game? Yes, when yeah. when when James Milner got destroyed. Yeah. By, when yeah. Messi completely annihilated Manchester City. Like yeah. it was a next level, like you giggle at him, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but no, the Wigan... It was the it was so it was the Monday after, and you just sat there at your desk like you must have had to make a Wigan card for kick, right? And you're like fucking Wigan, fuck, fuck, fucking, fuck. I'll hate. Yeah, I was like, there's teams that I hate forever. Wigan. Is oh no, of course. And um, Burnley. So listen, Roberto Mancini, we mentioned, is a son of a bitch. You know who's not a son of a bitch is our friend Joe at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. Oh. Um, we want to talk about him a little bit. We save oh. so much money on our monthly bills. Uh, Joe has. Uh, helped Laurent with everything for Aveline, his his adorable, kind of maniacal, young young daughter, uh, and me with my upcoming wedding. So lots of love for Joe at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. A lot of unique ways to kind of find the cash cushion money uh, and kind of make sure that you're doing getting ahead on your monthly bills. So do us a favor. Visit www.attitudeofgratitudeconsulting.com for more information. Oh, Sunflower Meadow Seasonings. What? We got to talk about them too. Uh, so they've been sending us their regular snack pack from Sunflower Metal Seasonings. And boy, do we love them. The brand new cheddar beer dip exclusively made for the Chop Sports Network. It's right there on the front of the website when you go visit it at sunflowermetalseasonings.com. It's delicious. You have to try it. Mention the Chop Sports Network when you talk to Jess and save some money. Visit Sunflower Metal Seasonings. For their .com for their entire lineup of products. All right, so you mentioned it at the top of the show. You're wearing the gear. Um, I 
you didn't watch Ted Lasso at first, Laurent. I was Correct. raving about it, and you were like, Correct. "I don't. I got seventy-four different logins for streaming services," which is a correct take, by the way. But it became this viral sensation. It's a, oh, it's, so a it's a, it's a, it's a sports adjacent show, as we've talked about. We're gonna break down every episode as they. We're gonna have to choose, like, because it's streaming, right? You could watch all of them in a day if you wanted. But we'll watch it together. No, nah, I'm not doing that with you. Uh, but. I think we're all big friends and fans of AFC Richmond. We uh, we liken ourselves to the Diamond Dogs in the show. So, uh, Chari had an, uh, a, a question earlier in the show. So, I'll pose it to you, Laurent. Who's your favorite minor character in the show? Jamie Tart, because he's such a fucking cunt, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tag all the actors that we pick <laughs> in this. We're going to clip this and we're going to say No, I mean the Mexican dude, Danny Football is life. Danny Rojas. Danny Rojas. I mean, football is life. He comes on like a comet, completely changes the mood of the show. Really, for some reason, he looks like he can actually play football, unlike some of the scenes are just a little. He re- oh, the scenes are really bad, but you're right. He actually <laughs> looks like he looks like he was uh, a football player that also is an actor now. Right, right, like- right. And he's just that effervescent kind of thing where, you know, he just comes in. Football is life. And it, it just feels good. I mean, the show just is so like relentlessly uplifting for a typically miserable fucker like me who really needed it. I mean, it really made a difference. You can Whoa. almost you can almost apply it. It's within this sort of context of the Instagram uh, motivational Gary V adjacent world where people grow their accounts by saying nice things all the time. It's almost like a TV show that decided to make that the plot line as a coach, right? I love it. It's Gary V fucking positivity bullshit in a show. Yeah, that's fair with, with a Kansas accent. Right. I think my, my main thought about it is like, if you have those twists and turns because of all the positivity, when he's going through the divorce, which by the way, I read an episode, uh, uh, an interview with coach beard, uh, that was actually what he had to deal with. He was he went up, uh, went through a divorce early in his career, and he just fucked off to Amsterdam for like five years. It's actually a pretty crazy story. It's in the Athletic. Um, he's great. Um, Brendan Hunt is his name, by the way. Um, but that's the thing is that it's so upbeat, and it takes um, antagonists and turns them into protagonists. The first two episodes, you're like, oh, it's British Major League. I get it. The owner's trying to fucking torpedo the team. But then she becomes a, a protagonist and a, a character you root for. If I had a... Uh, you know what? I'll let Chari pick first. Who's your minor character that... You, or, or secondary character, I should say, uh, that that you really love watching? It's got to be Samuel, the Nigerian right back. Okay. Hey! okay. I'll tell you, I'll tell you okay. why. He I want to be a goldfish. He... he <laughs> He embodies like the purity of the show, right? Everyone's yeah. talking about how it's uplifting, it's pure, it's nice. That's kind of his character. Uh, he's a guy that's always smiling, right? And when you're watching a show that makes you happy, I love the guy that's always smiling. Yeah, he's fantastic. Okay, okay, how, I gave how, you. How, how are we friends, Charlie? <laughs> like I shouldn't be a city fan. I think like my DNA was to be an original city fan, and then I joined them at the wrong time. Like I think I had the right path, and then they went and got awesome. Like I well, really needed them to be shit. Like bought. I think, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I declared for them in '96, and then it just lied dormant, sort of like my Jets fandom, which is gonna arise. You have to, uh, you have to get that new kit, the Manchester kit, man. I did. I bought it today. Oh, you didn't? Really? 
Whoa! Nice. I know Ross going to get his bucket hat. He's going to the club. It's about to get wild. We're turning back. To <laughs> did you get it from World Soccer Shop? Just lie. Even if you uh, did. Yes, I did get it from World Soccer. Shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here's why I gave you first shot because I I wanted you to take mine. I wanted you to have it. Mine is the Indian guy, Nate the Great, man. He hey! is he's so good. Uh Nick Muhammad in that show is is again one of these guys that you can't help but root for. And his um he it's clear that he's the only one on the staff that has a, a goddamn idea about football, right? And so he says something and he just takes his normal fact and Ted just is like, oh my God, that's gospel. Like you have to be part of the coaching staff. And he's always been shit on, oh, you got that one? Yeah, it's oh, proper, that's proper, proper club, man. A proper club kit, right oh, there. Oh, no, no, the no, the no I can't support that. I can't support the that. Are dim, the you don't, you don't, was, do, you know what, Mike? You don't understand this. No, means pull up the new to Tottenham me. one. It's, it's, a, it, it's 89, oh. it's Madchester. You don't understand. It's, a, I don't it's a thing for me. It's I literally don't. being sold to nostalgic men in their 40 mid 40s. Literally, it's you. They nailed it. They nailed it. Um, but no, having Nate kind of be in and around the show, uh, and grow into that role has been great, but his second guessing of himself, like when something is, you know, positively thrown his way and having the players who shit on him all the time now have to look at him as an authority figure, that sort of, uh, turn on a dime was great. But my he, he's my pick because he has the best moment for my money in the show, which is the team talk at Goodison park, um, against Everton. And it's the the notes he gives to Ted, and he goes, "No, no, why don't you read it?" And he roasts the whole team. Uh, I watch that still, and I fall out of my chair. So, so those the, are the moment those of the three, show right? is I forgive you. Come on, man, that's the moment of the show. No, no I know for for comedic <laughs> for comedic purposes. Jeez. Yeah, I also, I also like the episode where uh, where Ted beats Rupert in the darts darts game at the bar. That's, that's all, well, that's the same kind of adjacent area, right? When yeah. when he's getting close to. Uh, homie uh anyway uh we have a couple things couple quick announcements right we have the squeaky bum time twitter channel going across the bottom there so please register show get involved uh if you're just listening to the pod well you're just listening to the pod we'll share the video someplace else and the squeaky bum time group where there's lots of hilarity going on there might be a long conversation regarding uh someone's things in their pants but uh, we probably shouldn't talk about that. It's a little bit weird. Uh, I don't know what happened there. It was about my spelling, and then it degraded into someplace quickly, else. Quickly, very, very quickly. <laughs> it escalated quickly, like a like a like a bad like a bad bit that Will Farrell would do. Uh, I also have a concern about this episode of the show, Jari. I know you're a historical reader. We've got to have some World War II discussion. I was here. gonna say. I- <laughs> Sorry, came on the show. I got real wholesome real quick. So, I mean, but you know, uh, you know I, I did, I did send uh, Chari a recommendation for uh, the Life and Times of Stalin, eighteen seventy eight to nineteen twenty four uh, audio podcast. It's fifty four hours, so we oh, should God. get a lot of good quality reference about the dissolution of the Duma. Nicholas II is Nicholas II really Tebas from from uh, La Liga? Maybe just an idiot king who doesn't know what to do, who's going to be deposed by a revolution. It could happen. It could happen. So uh, when I come on the pod, I have to class it up just a little bit. However, I did. I did download a history of the Balkans, so there will be bloodshed. The history of the Balkans, really? Wow, you're going with that? 
Apparently oh, it's just me 18 hours please, to read. please, please make deep references to Arsenal v Tottenham as the Bottle of Kosovo 1389. That's all. That's oh. all I. <laughs> All, all you have to do is look at Marko Arnautovic screaming at the Macedonians. That was Fucking legend. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, God. What a man. I fucking love that guy so much. He shouldn't be playing Any- either. He needs to come back to Europe. Uh, anyone who still like is holding grudges that are 500 years old, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. It's like the old school, you know, the old school world. Uh, and um, that's just where we are. So let's let's wrap it up. And first of all, Chari. You have been a dream. Our first guest. This show is our first sort of recorded on a new platform. Came out really good. I think we should share the video and put it into the world to see what went down because nothing bad happened. But this is how we wrap up the show. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines and Chari Bianca. Oh, yeah. We are the this every week. And he stumbles through it every week. Yeah, We are the football wing of the (laughs) Chop Sports Network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please review, like, and share the show. Thank you.